Hello and welcome to Tokyo Inklings. My name is CY, and you can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com,、uh, my Instagram at tokyostationpens, or my、uh, Twitter at tokyostationmnh. And my name is Jacob. I'm Foodafan on Instagram and on Twitter, and have a blog at foodafan.com. Super, super exciting. Episode 24.、Uh, I like it. This,、uh, this podcast almost has more episodes than,、uh, than I have years in age. So、um, <laughs> that's cool.、Uh, be a while until it catches up to you, Jacob. It's, yeah, it'll be a while. It'll be a while. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So,、um, first of all,、uh, let us start this podcast by thanking the listeners.、Uh, thank you. So, so much.、Uh, we really, really appreciate your support.、Um, your support is what makes this happen, and we want to recognize that. So, we want to start off with、uh, reading some reviews. We haven't read、uh, reviews in a while because we've had so many other things going on, but I think it's,、uh, it's always good to, to go back. So, today I'm going to read two reviews.、Um, this is a review from Jakey Bob 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 via Apple Podcasts.、Uh, Jakey Baba Bob is from Great Britain. And、uh, his title is, I think this is supposed to be a fountain pen. Fountain pen heart JP. Five stars. One of the few podcasts I always listen to. Emphasis was on the always.、Um, as a fan of Japanese fountain pens, I really appreciate a deeper insight into a topic that can be inscrutable for outsiders. So thank you very much, Jakey Baba Bob. Uh, Jacob, you want to you wanna say your words of appreciation? That's nice. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, and that's really what, what we're trying to do, right? We, we, we're, trying to, we're trying to explain what's going on in the world of、like、Japanese pens and, and the market here. Exactly. And the second review is from Andrew77 via Apple Podcasts, again, Great Britain.、Um, the title is Highly Informative, five stars. I, I've been listening to this podcast for quite some time now, and I thought now is the time to leave some feedback. The show is simply one of the finest podcasts on this platform. The rapport between CY and Jacob is refreshing, and I love that they both have distinct viewpoints, but do listen to each other. If you're into Japanese fountain pens and you love Japanese culture, this is a show for you. Please keep up the great work. That's very nice. Thank you for that. <laughs> Jacob has a review phobia.、Um, so, thank you so much,、uh, Andrew77. We really, really, truly appreciate、um, you listening. Now,、uh, for the rest of you、um, who have read,、uh, who have written reviews for us, we're going to get to them. Don't you worry.、Um, and, you know, make us your Instagram stories. Uh, tell a friend about us, you know. I'm just put into perspective, right? I mean, the Reddit group on、uh, our fountain pens that's grown,、um, I think, in the last two years, it must have grown like double of what it was at the end of 2018. You know, we can do the same. We want to grow, we want to expand, and we need your help. We need、mm. you to.、Um, Tell your friends,、uh, post about it on social media.、Uh, I know that a lot of you are in different fountain pen groups in, um, in, uh, fa- on Facebook.、Uh, you know, talk about us on Reddit. All of these things help. Five stars, give us a re- review. I think, well, what did they call it in the, in the industry? Rate, review, subscribe. 
Yeah. There you go. Rate, review, subscribe. Okay. Now that we've uh, done um, shilling ourselves out, let's get on to the main meat of the podcast, Jacob, because we've got an exciting um, topic today. Yeah. Uh, main topic is super exciting, but I um, don't know anything about it. Before we get into that, uh, what have you been writing with? What's uh, what's new? Yeah, so we both got this new pen from uh, Kion Auto, right? So this um, this is a pen by Tag, so the company behind this uh, Kion Auto Inky brand, and they are celebrating their fifth anniversary now. And so, so they 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 released this fifth anniversary pen, which is a Sailor Pro Gear called Usururi, which is this. Sky blue, pale blue, um, uh, pro gear with some some sparkles. Yeah, it's more purple than I thought it would be. A little bit, there's a little bit of purple there. Yes, that's true. Yeah, but it's definitely like very pale, um, bluish color. It's not nudiiro, which is um, lapis lazuli. Yeah. So that kind of confused me, but it's it's a very pretty pen. But they had they had this uh, explanation on the website where they talk about this some, this some kind of porcelain um, decoration technique where you have first have this you know white base and then you paint it with sort of cobalt blue sort of lapis lazuli kind of blue and but but then on top of that you have some kind of transparent layer yeah. and by adding that transparent layer the, the the blue becomes more more pale more light and that's the color they were they were aiming for with this pen yeah so um the it's like this um glazing technique right yeah, yeah. when you when you glaze on um ceramics yeah you can get this uh, awesome bluish color yeah. um i think outside of japan they call it china blue mm. um so it must be a very similar uh color to that the pen itself is uh, is very very cool um and i got one as well the first and most distinct thing i think even outside of the colors and stuff is that it's a ringless um sailor yeah i know i've seen that i've seen a sailor profit uh, without cap and i think there was some maybe european exclusive like european, sort of... i think there was one in the us as well which was green Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're stuff. right. And, and but I've never seen a pro gear. I think. And I've never seen it done in Japan. Right. Right. So that's very distinctive for the for the local market, and it's in a pretty color. It is. Yeah. So, what do you think about this pen? It is. It is definitely a pretty pen. I also think maybe now. I mean, we are getting used to like uh, sailor pens getting more and more expensive, but. So, but for a limited edition, this one is not that expensive. I think it's like thirty-four thousand yen plus tax, which compared to some other limited editions, it seems quite reasonable. If you got the zoom nibs, obviously they're a bit more mm. expensive. Yeah. Um. You know, this is an expensive pen. Um. It's not as expensive as some other pens. Uh. But it, you know, it, it is getting to the. You know, I can't do this every month kind of thing. But we talked about a, a new bong box pen recently, which was like 20,000 more. And that was not... The Matador. Real. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what game Sailor is playing at uh, here with their, their price increases. But 
you know, it's it's so hefty. And I'm not sure I'm a fan of it. Obviously, I know why they're doing it. Mm. Um, and, and they're going to keep doing it until people stop buying the pens, which I don't foresee. Mm. But um, I think, you know, it, it is quite a hefty price. I am pleased, though, because uh, I think in return for this hefty price, it's a very nice pen. And this one seems quite popular. I just had a look a few minutes ago and most nib options are now sold out. I think it was just M and F remaining yep. and I assume they have more of, more M's and F's than any other options. But all the other ones are sold out mm. now. And I believe they sell overseas as well. Yes, I'm not sure if they've done that, how long they've done that, but, but that was refreshing to see. I actually wrote about that a few months back when I wrote my blog post about you know the pen trends last year and one of the trends i saw was that the japanese um retailers out of necessity started going more online and reaching out to mm-hmm. bigger ac- ac- o- people overseas and this is a good example of that yeah. so you can go to tags online store and you can even select english right and, and you can select your currency mm-hmm. and they ship overseas yeah um i think that this pen uh I, first of all, I love that it's ringless. Yeah, I, I think it's super cool. It doesn't even look like a sailor anymore because it's not got the ring. You know, when I lined mm. up with my other pro gears, you know, it, it's totally a completely uh, refreshing look. The part where the um, cap lip is, yeah, usually where there's a ring. Um, there's a bit of a like a like uh um traces of the the mold right the pen mold yeah so it's not completely smooth Mm. and that was interesting to me i thought they would have smoothed that part out because i just rubbed my finger across the pen and and i noticed that but i think something that's super cool that they hadn't done before was this um i mean for tag at least Mm. was uh was the bird and a lot of people love this bird. Yes, yeah, so this this is the bird from the logo, right? It's, it's called a hototogisu, a, a, a mm. little Japanese bird. So it's it's both laser engraved on the nib and it's also on the cap finial. And I love this bird. Yeah, Jacob, this bird is super super cool. What's curious to me though is that Tag a few years ago experimented with making their own fountain pen. Yeah, I remember a few years back they, well, I'm not sure if it was Tag or, or Kyonoto, I mean, which brand they used, but I remember that they, they used really, a Fumisome? They had done a few, so, so so yeah, one is the Fumisome that they had is like, there's some kind of leather pen, Yeah, right? But That's before, the one I'm thinking. But before then, I remember like a few years ago now, they released a pen um, that was themed after some a metro line in... Uh, in Kyoto or Osaka, I think. And, mm. and the pen doesn't look that that attractive, to be honest. And if you go to the online store, it's still available. I think it's been available for now over five years. So I guess they weren't yeah. as successful before. So I guess they're, they're going to do what everybody else does and just outsource it to Sailor. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Sailor. Which is fine. Which is fine. Yep. Um... Acquisitions then on my side, you know, we're on kind of like a no buy, right? <laughs> um, so 
I got in actually just today a Kawasemi F. So we talked about the Kawasemi C before, which was the Kawasemi Century uh, by Platinum. That's their latest model. They did a model uh, previously, which was the Kawasemi F, and that's the Pro Gear model. Um, I have to say, this pen is really, really nice. I, I put some stories up already uh, of this pen. The um, the ends, the butts of the the butt and the finial, they're they're this nice kind of milky turquoisey color. While the pen itself is uh, more of like um, like green leaning uh, teal ish color with with sparkles, it's very very beautiful uh, with a blank nib uh, and a laser engraved twenty one K. My plan for this pen was to grind it and sell it with the Naginata. Let me guess, Akane wants it. No, actually, <laughs> but it's no. been sold. It's been sold. It's already been sold. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a stunning pen, I have to say. And um, you know, Kobayashi always does these great, uh, great releases. Mm. So happy to have it in my possession for a while. Uh, this pen won't get the Tokyo Station pen's treatment, but you know, goes to a nice home. And then on top of that. I wanted to talk about um, an experiment that I had, which I wrote on my blog earlier this week. So there are actually two parts to this experiment. The first part is, um, is a very happy story. Uh, I managed to make a stacked nib. Um, so I took two Mont Blanc nibs and uh, I stacked them into a cross point, uh, an older cross point style nib. Now, Jacob, you had mm. the, um, you were able to try it on Wednesday. Yeah. What do you think? Well, the the first my th- first thought was that you you're you're reckless, <laughs> but that's <laughs> not, nothing new. Um, it's it's uh, it wrote better than, than I had expected, and what I mean by that is that you I think you just got your your welding yes equipment right yes. and 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 I I thought that you would you would spend like do the la- the first 100 nibs with like handwrite nibs or some some chinese steel nibs but you went pretty much straight to the gold is the first one right? that yeah this is the first nib that i welded <laughs> yeah and and that that that's what why i call this uh, reckless but but <laughs> but yeah the, the nib writes writes it quite well i compared it to your cross point yeah. which as you said too was is a little bit uh, sharper and it's not quite as broad. Yeah, uh, but but it's quite um, it's quite smooth and it lays yeah it's, it's a thick line. And we actually went out to Motizen afterwards, and um, yeah. I commented to the the staff saying that you know the the new cross points are much slimmer, much much more like an architect mm. versus the older cross points. And I said you know the older mm. cross points they were more like naginatas, right? Um, to mm. which uh, Motorzen's um, shop staff did confirm. So uh, I wrote an entire blog about the history of stacked nibs, um, how they came to be, uh, different makers, and um, and how I made it. So mm. if you're interested in that, go read the blog. Um, you can find it in the link in my bio. So that's the first part of the story. The second part of the story is that the nib had a very, very minor misalignment between the top tines and the bottom tines. 
Um, so the sailor one is really much like just a straight cross. It's super clean. And my nib was not a um, cross exactly. I mean, it was a cross shape, of course, but the right time was ever so slightly more right um, to the in relation to the bottom times than the left. Mm. So I, being an idiot, uh, decided that I'm going to try to fix this. So I I, I start. Um, yeah. I, I open up the tines and I uh, move the bottom tine a bit over to create a bigger gap in the bottom tine, but then it will align with the top tine. And I managed to snap off just the tine. No, no, not just the tine. Just the tipping of the bottom tine. So okay. I have one-fourth of a tine, which is missing somewhere. Oh, no. So I um, was very shocked. But I do have a plan to salvage it, and uh, it might turn into something even more interesting. So oh. uh, keep a lookout. Okay. It might turn into something maybe a soft stack nib who knows oh that, that, that would be something new. That would be new so i'm on the lookout now for some platinum uh c nibs jacob you are the maritime master so i i depend on you so, uh, i'll do what I, what I can yeah they, they pop up every once in a while i actually bought a few from kingdom note too so mm. that's a good place to look okay i'll go check it out um mean Meanwhile, uh, you know, we can move on to our uh, main topic, which is a bit happier than my, my sad news. Um, right. And the main topic of today is your report to Nagahara's clinic, which happened two weeks ago. Now, before we go on, I do not know anything about this visit. Mm. Because when I asked you, you refused to tell me. So these are my live, unfiltered reactions. Yes, yes. Yeah, so last time we, we, we talked about how Nagahara was going to have a nib grinding event mm. at Bungbox in a Motosando. And I think we recorded on a Saturday. Yeah. And, and I said uh, I would go the next day, the Sunday, which I did. And it was quite interesting. So, so I thought I would give a give report about that. And yeah, we have met up a few times since then. But I thought that maybe it would be more interesting to get your sort of... Uh, your 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 reactions as you hear about things for the first time i mean there's a lot of youtube videos like that right yeah <laughs> yeah the, the, that that seems quite popular especially in japan right now yeah. you you're reacting to other people's videos yeah yeah so i went there quite early in the morning i think i was probably the, the second or third person and at first it was the usual you know covid protocol where you know they check your temperature say yeah i gotta wear a mask um, hand sanitizer, and then they had this acrylic divider that's protecting Nagahara from from your dirty from germs. Customers. Yeah, exactly. So, so he asked, you know, what 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 nib grind do you want? And I brought my Pilot Custom Seven Four Three with a coarse nib, and I said, can you can you turn this into a Kaiha style Naginata B? So you didn't um you didn't ask for the Omotasanda Blue. I looked at the photos, but I realized that, that the section was green, and I, I just I, I don't like that. So I decided to bring my <laughs> my pilot instead. All right, so Kaiha style. Yeah, 
But I had one more requirement. I told them, you know, um, as, as nice as the Naginata Togi nibs are, they usually aren't very good for reverse writing. And I think that's sort of natural you know, side effect of, how, of that grind, that they're quite scratchy in reverse. And did he agree? Yeah, and I said that, uh, can you make me a Naginata Togi that actually works in reverse? And he said, yeah, no problem, I can do that. So that was, that was my, my requirements. So, so yeah, he, he started grinding and, you know, he's, he's, quite, he's quite talkative. He, he likes to chat while he's grinding and seems, he seems quite casual, you know. He's like, almost like grinding one hand, one hand while he's, you know, telling you a story. So he, he likes to have a conversation. So one of the first things I asked him was, um, why did you decide to do this nib grinding event this time? Because mm. there was one planned just a few months ago, and uh, and you decided to cancel that. Yeah. So you know what what is different this time? And he said that last time, as we think reported on the podcast, it was his daughter that asked yep. him to you know cancel or postpone. And apparently, his daughter is a kind of medical professional, like Iriokanki or Shigoto. Ah, okay. But this time she was okay, he said. And in his own view, uh, last time it was still more, a bit more early in the pandemic. There was more uncertainty around, you know, mm. the virus, how to protect yourself, what is dangerous and what isn't. Yep. While in his view, we understand the virus a little bit better now. We understand better, you know, what to do, not what not to do, and how to, how to protect yourself. And in particular, he said that. As long as you, you don't go out, you know, drinking in the evening, you, you're mostly fine. That, that was his view. Okay. <laughs> which, which in a way, is not actually that... I mean, if you look at the numbers in Japan, I mean, we talked recently about how Japan now has its second state of emergency. And, mm-hmm. that, and the only thing that really means is that the government is asking restaurants and bars to close around 8. So there are few people out drinking in the evening, right? Yes. And if you look at the numbers, at least in Tokyo, it's slowly going down again. So maybe there's some truth to Nagahara's idea. I'm sure there's some truth, but <laughs> the question is degree, right? I mean, yeah. you know, if, if you have a fever and tell you to put an ice pack on it, you know, you get, you know, a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> but doesn't mean you don't have a fever anymore. Yeah. So... True. I see where he's coming at, though, because if his daughter is a you know medical professional who then agrees for mm-hmm. him to go, you know he's relying on that source of information. I'm not saying that I agree with it, um, um but I understand where he's mm-hmm. coming from. And then, he, and then he also said, I mean, understandably, that he's he really misses this you know face to face. Meetings with the customers where he does the nib grind and he sees, you know, customers' reactions. So he, and that's one reason why he really wants to do these nib grinding events again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we talked about the various things and uh, for example, um, we ended up talking about this 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 kaiha pens and I said, if as far as I understand, you did all the the broads and your you know, disciples at Sailor did the M's and MFs, and he said that's not actually quite true. Yeah, I did all the broads, but I also did the majority. I think he said like eighty percent of the M's mm. and the MFs. So he did most of them. So 
he's basically saying, if you bought a kaiha, that's largely made by me. Yes. Okay. And so then I asked, what about this new pen, the, the core and this follow-up pen? And who, who is doing who's doing the nib grinds? And he says, yeah, that, that that's the the students, my students at at Sailor, that they're doing that now. Uh, all the nib grinds. He mentioned how many? No, I, I didn't ask. But uh, he and he also said that yeah, they are the same people who do all you know Sailor's new specialty nibs. So then I asked, um. That must mean that your 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 students make this uh, uh, multi-layer or two-layer you know, cross points and yeah. cross musics. So then my question was, if your if your students are able to do two-layer welded nibs, do you think they will be able to do you know a a, um, a king eagle or a king cobra? Yeah. And it says, yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's anything stopping them from doing that. Okay, but why not then? Well, the question then is, you know, whether Sailor as a company I mean, wants to do that. But I think in terms of skills, I mean, they, they have what is yeah. needed to do okay. to do these nibs. So I have a point to say about this because sure. um, after I created my first uh, first um, stack nib, um, so people then came and DM'd me and they said, "Well, how much?" Mm. I think is a is a quite a normal uh, question, right? Sure. So, I've come to a pricing, um, and the pricing is not far off what Sailor charges mm. for the cross point. So Sailor's pricing makes sense. They're obviously making more on the nibs because I would have to buy the nibs from Sailor, whereas Sailor is probably making a profit margin off of the you know their nibs. But, um. If you were to do a King Eagle, then the cost would be around, um, let me see, would be around at least $1,200. But, but just one thing about that, I, I would imagine that there's less of a problem for sailor if you ruin one of the nibs or a few of the nibs while working on this, because they probably have the tooling and equipment in place to, you know, repurpose, you know, the remains of that nib. I agree. Um, but I think the second issue is that, well, I don't know how they're doing their stack nibs because I mm. cut, um, I cut the tines off of a nib. Mm. And that's how Sailor used to do their, their stack nibs. Sure. The new ones do not have an engraving, so there's no guide uh, as to where you should cut the nibs. Mm. So I'm not sure if they're actually cutting tines off nibs or if they're making like separate little nibs, like little tines mm. without the rest of the nib body and then welding some tipping onto that. Ah, I see. So, um, because three layers adds like a lot of complexity versus two layers. So first of all, it would look less nice, I think, in my opinion, because mm. um, then you have you know three layers, uh, and it's it's kind of awkward to stack them all on top of each other. Mm. Um, and the second thing is, like, more so than ruining the nib, I'm concerned like how. 
how do they plan on stacking it without guidelines? The guidelines are so helpful in stacking the nibs. Without the guidelines, I just can't imagine. Like, because the second layer, right? Mm. It's relatively easy because it's close to the base. Sure. By the time you get to the third layer, that's pretty far away from the base. That's true. Then you really have to plan. Mm. And I suspect that Sailor probably uses some kind of a jig, some kind of contraption yeah, it to must hold. Be. Must be, right? Yeah, to hold the, the nibs in place because their, um, their alignment is super, super clean. It's flawless. And so they're mu- they're, they, they must have some kind of equipment to, to hold it in place. Mm. But if you do it for a um, three stack, then that equipment will change. So I don't know. Hmm. But for sure they have the skill. Given that they have done this for, for many years, I'm sure they have some kind of tooling for it. I don't know if old man Nagahara had any tooling. I think he just sat at his desk, you know, cutting away just the, exactly the same way that I did. And it's kind of fun, to be honest. But so, But so then I asked them, and I, I, mean, I asked him before, but I asked him again, I mean, w- w- what about yourself? I mean, I'm sure people people want you to do King Eagles and King Cobras. Would you consider doing making those nibs again? And he said, no, I, I won't do that. And he had a, I mean, a few points. One was that it's almost like a philosophical point. He doesn't think there needs to be more of those nibs. He's, he's quite happy with it. Like, no, I'm making mm. more of those nibs. And he's quite amused at the... Uh, at the prices he sees at Yahoo auctions and so on. I think that, you know, the people who got the nibs, they got the nibs and they should be happy. Yeah. And then they're going to sell it for, uh, for a know, lot, yeah. hundred times the price. <laughs> but then, but then the other thing he said was that, you know, I mean, it, the matter of having access to nibs. And he said that to make those nibs, you need a lot of tipping material. Yeah. Which more or less like limited to you know zoom nibs or or coarse nibs, and then he explained that a while back, I'm not sure when it was, but when he was still working at Sailor, and another nib meister had made a two or three layer nib from I think platinum or pilot nibs, mm. and the company it must have been either platinum or pilot noticed that. And they called Sailor to complain because they thought Nagahara made that nib. <laughs> All right. Uh, and obviously, it wasn't it wasn't him at that time. He had no reason to do that because he had he could just use Sailor nibs because he was still an employee. But right. But so he knows that Platinum and or Pilot they don't want you to make multi layer nib uh, nibs. Uh, from from the course nibs and I mean, other nib meisters might not care, but maybe he wants to maintain a good relation with them. So he he right. mentioned that as one of the reasons why he doesn't want to do uh, multi-layer nibs. Well, um, I'm very sorry to platinum and uh, and pilot in advance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we're not going to see we're not going to see more of that, but but maybe other. Maybe other nib grinders will will do them instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I had a few other things that I asked him about. So you know, we talked before about these um, strange theta pens. So when Sailor celebrated its eighty fifth anniversary, they they released this 
this theta pants with a really weird story about like brainwaves. There was this this hado trend, I think, back in Japan back then, and and. And when I, I did a blog post about this, and when I did research for this blog post, I, 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 I found this article where someone had interviewed or talked to a sailor sales rep, and sailor sales rep had said that, you know, our theta pens have nibs that got a special treatment by a like Hado master. So there's there's some kind of like spiritual enhancement to these nibs so that when you write with them it improves blood flow and it improves your immune defense. Right? So mm-hmm. it's always been something weird about this theta pen. So I, I had to ask Nagahara of course, you know, as far as you know, you know mm-hmm. was there anything different? about these theta nibs other than you know the the nib stamp and his and he right. was like laughing no 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 that, that, there was nothing to them but then he said that these pens were not very well received i think the phrase he used was sugoku hyoban warukatta why sugoku hyoban warukatta means like um the reputation was very bad. Well, I think it was not so much because how, how, how did I mean how the parents actually performed, but but because of the uh, dubious claims by Sailor about these, these <laughs> spiritual enhancements. Yeah, but then he actually he showed me he had a theta pen himself, but it was a pen I had never seen before. So it was a theta mini, like a fat theta mini. Mm, mm, mm. It, I've seen that. I've seen that. And then it also had a, a, a metal section. So I'm not sure if this pen was ever sold or if it was some kind of Franken pen, but it looked looked pretty cool. Yeah, I, I've seen that. I, maybe it was even Nagahara's, but I've definitely mm. seen a mini um, Theta pen before. But not on sale. Not Never for sale. So another thing I asked him what was sailors zoom nibs so i we end up talking about the difference between you know, zoom nibs and a course nib so i had to ask him you know uh you know the, the zoom nibs they, they have this special look to them that they they look and they they write a bit different from platinums and pilots course nibs so what what's the idea right. behind the the zoom nibs why do they look the, the, the way they do and he said yeah it's really just you know, as Sailor says, it's it's all about getting uh, different kinds of line widths depending on you know your writing angle. Mm-hmm. So, so we already know that. But what's more interesting to me was the second thing we, he said, which was that the modern zoom nib, the nibs you buy today, are in his view incorrect. That that's a misunderstanding. That's not <laughs> what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> yeah, y'all stupid nib workers at at Sailor, y'all got it wrong. So, 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 yeah, so, so you remember when I showed you, I, I found this old 14K Zoom nib, which is, has yes. more of a flat-footed. Which you're going to sell to me, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But that is, in his view, that, that's what it's supposed to look like. Okay. That, that, is, that is the correct Zoom nib. And he said he even complained to Sailor that you, the, the new Zoom nibs, you're doing them wrong. This wrong. is not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> And and they didn't agree or they didn't care. And he even mentioned that as one of the reasons why he quit. <laughs> You're not doing the Zoom names correctly, so go screw yourselves. Well, he, he might not have like, <laughs> race quit just because of the Zoom names, but that was like one of the examples of what, where he thought that Sailor doesn't really care as much as maybe they did before. So that's interesting because um, 
I read in an interview somewhere that、uh, Nagahara Jr. did not start、mm. at Sailor as a nib grinder.、Mm. He started as a salesperson. And a lot of people would assume, you know, Nagahara Sr. trained Nagahara Jr. But、um, from this interview that I read, actually、mm. what happened was、um, so he decided to switch to become a nib grinder. Probably, you know, His father definitely did influence him, I think.、Mm. But、um, his father never gave him any guidance on how to make naginadas. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. His father、um, handed him a nib, said, Go grind a, go grind a naginata.、Mm. And he just had to figure it out by himself. So I, I guess during this period, he must have studied a lot of different nibs.、Um, I imagine that, yeah. Yeah, and、um, something interesting, I- I've been using the Wayback Machine、um, also to research on the stack nibs. But on the Wayback Machine, on sailors' websites,、uh, the naginatas used to be called Nagahara nibs. But now they've scrubbed all references to Nagahara nib. You can't find that anymore. Well, we know that back in the day, the. The nib said nag, N A G on、yep. the side. I'm not sure when they stopped doing that.、Um, I think. No, yeah, my crosspoint doesn't have that anymore. But I think they stopped doing that.、Uh, so, so there are four distinct errors, right? There's the one with the old imprint. Yeah. That had nag for sure. The new imprint. Which had,、uh, or the early new imprint, which had nag for sure. Yeah. The late、um, new imprint, which did not have nag. So I, I believe that must have been in the mid 2000s、mm. or late 2000s.、Mm. And then from early、um, 2010s, I'm sure they were all just、um, NM, you know, NB, etc.、Mm. And then the new new. Uh, imprints, which is the, the latest one, definitely、mm. does not, right?、Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and、uh, so another thing that he said was that when he left Sailor, there, there were, I'm not sure if there were Sailor employees or, or people from elsewhere, but there、mm. were various people who were like inspired by, by his. By his decision to you know, work as a full time like, independent、yep. grinder and wanted to follow him, and, and he, he said he, he's, he's, he stopped them. <laughs>、um, and the reason why he did that was, an, it was that, in his view, he wasn't sure that there was、uh, like、a market for this kind of nib grinders in Japan. I mean, we talked about that before yeah, that's how, interesting. You know, in the US、yeah. and so on. You, you, There's definitely a market for it while in Japan it's not as common to ask for nib grinds. So、mm. he sees himself as sort of a pioneer in Japan. He's sort of creating a market and、uh, maybe for others to expand later. Yeah, that's curious. That's, that's very, very curious because you know, we've talked、uh, at length about how people don't want to grind nibs, they want、mm. chose, they want、yeah. health checkup. But they don't necessarily want you to grind nibs. Yeah, yeah.、Um, partly because I think they don't know what it is. Yeah. What did he say about that? 
Yeah, he he said that I mean the the kind of services that that, that you get in Japan are these um, nib tuning events at the partner stores and and so on. So he's basically trying to he he's trying to make make a case that you know. You, uh, you may want a different nib grind and, and not just you know an ink flow adjustment but but related to that uh, i think some of the uh, some of the earlier nib grinders like or uh, nib workers like uh, moriyama for example i think they might have done a little bit of grinding but yeah he did but but i think they have sort of a a, a only one item on the menu. Yeah. Like the, the the one item is like personalization, Chelsea. Like yeah. they fix your nib, and and whatever they do for you might not be something they can repeat for someone else. Yeah, yeah. I, I told the story about Moriyama rejecting me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so so that the idea that you have this a la carte menu of different nib grinds that is what doesn't really exist in Japan or hasn't existed until recently. So is his business successful? Is, is there a market? Uh, I didn't ask about it. <laughs> Jacob, financial Jacob doing, but <laughs> we need to upgrade you. We need to give you journalism training. You got, you're leaving me hanging. <sighs> okay. We need to brush up your journalism credentials. Give me some training. And you're going to go out and interview him again. <laughs> so another thing I asked him about was this. Um, we talked about before, but there was a certain green platinum pen that he yes. he worked on earlier. A few, and, uh, a few, a, a few, yes. But this particular and, um, one is not from a retailer, right? Right. Okay. And there were these various claims that these grinds were somewhat unique or different. So I asked him about those grinds and what. What, if anything, did you do differently with these pens? And he said, nothing, not nothing. So at least intentionally, he, he didn't do anything. So he said, the only thing that's different about these pens is that you can get them with a Naginata F, and that's not something Sailor offers, right? Other than that, it's, it's nothing really unusual. And, I mean, I am so not surprised at this news because... You know, the the person, and we won't name him here because might get Mr. Nagahara in trouble, um, but the person uh, is not a reliable um, source of accurate information on right. technical details. He's mm. He might be reliable in terms of like news and events. You know, he knows what's going on. He knows a lot of people. But when it comes to like technical stuff, now, that's yeah. not who I want to ask. <laughs> that's for sure. Okay. Um, anything else you, you got from Mr. Nagahara? No, I think that's pretty much it. I only had this 20-minute time slot, and, and I was I was struggling to, to write down what he told me <laughs> while he kept talking. So this was what I, what I managed to write down and remember. That's awesome. I mean... Um, you know, we got a lot of good information out of uh, out of this uh, event, and 
you know, who who knows? Maybe I'll go back to one of his events next time. Maybe I'll bring a stack nip for him to for him to grind. So for me, I think the most interesting thing was his view on on the zoom nib, how how the the mother ones are just wrong, and how he was he was like upset about it. <laughs> and you know what? Um, your older zoom kind of looks like his Naginata B, right? Exactly, exactly. They're, they're both flat-footed. Yeah. yeah. And um, I guess that, but a little less sharp on the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I read in an interview that, you know, he acknowledges that his Naginata are totally different from his father's. Uh, he said in, mm. the, in the interview, um, my father ground nibs for people of his time. So that's like bubble era people who wanted to show off a lot of ink. Um, it wasn't really about the the uh, effect on the paper. It wasn't really about the... Um, it wasn't about how you can form the strokes. Mm. It was about how it felt on the paper, so really smooth, and um, and how much ink could come out of them. Yeah, I remember that. He said that in that video too, right? He posted yep. this YouTube video. Yeah. Yep. Whereas um, his Naginatas are more um like born out of the needs of his customers right Mm. which is kind of funny in a way i'm not sure if he's praising his father or praising himself a little bit of both (laughs) (laughs) all right um so we do have some news this week we have uh we have three points of news so we won't do A Q&A this time um the first piece of news that we have is the yy pen club number 12 yeah, so these YY Pen Club pens, they always tend to be a bit on the more expensive mm. side. And that's definitely the case here. I think they were the same price last time. I think it was like 55,000 yen last time, and it's 55,000 yen this time as well. The difference is that last time you got a Rialo. Several of the previous pens have been Rialos, piston fillers. Yeah. Um, this time it's it's a matte black um, with silver trims, also matte uh, or rhodium trims. Uh, but it's gathered, and usually these gathered pens tend to be a bit more on the expensive side. So maybe that's where where the cost went. Yeah, um, I wouldn't mind paying even a bit more to have a gathered Rialo. Yeah, if it was a gathered I Rialo, I don't think I've seen that. Does that even exist? No, that's that's what I'm saying is that if there was a gathered Rialo, <laughs> yeah. I would snap that up in a heartbeat. I yeah, mean, yeah, if yeah. even if it was like, you know, $600, $650, I would I would buy that because that doesn't that doesn't exist. Mm. And I think you know, obviously a lot of people, are, you know, sparkly sailors blah 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 blah. Mm. In my opinion, they should make more like once you get to a certain level of market saturation with the sparkly stuff, you gotta go, gotta go bigger. Gathered Riallo, come on, let's make it happen. Twenty twenty two. But one of the unique things about the YY pens up until fairly recently was that they used eighteen K nibs, and this was after Sailor of, stopped offering eighteen um, K nibs on their own, like regular production pens. Yeah, uh, but they did have them on the cross pens. Yeah, Cross and also I think Monte Montegrappa. Uh, just for one model though. 
Yeah, yeah, one more, yeah. But, but, but yeah, but yeah, but, but Sailor branded pens with 18k, that was quite a while back now, but but why why pen clubs pens were like up, up until like three, four years ago? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, this gathered model is, is beautiful. Um, as usual, blank nib. Um, my only wish was... First of all, I don't like the, the sandblasted trims, but, you know, that's mm. story for another day. If they just had it in a Rialo. It's a very small round, so they have four the four nib options, and there are 15 pens of each. So you got 60 pens in total. Jacob, we need to commission a pen soon. We should do that. Okay. We should do that. Next year. All right. Uh, next point is the um, new Ismara pen, which uh, I ended up buying. Oh, really? <laughs> Not for me. me. Not for me. I got a, I had a request, and it actually comes, I believe, tomorrow morning, um, the 30th. So I'll have more uh, on it then. I mm. think it's always harder to tell, I think, with the um, 1911s. I think this is a full size. I certainly hope so, given the price, but it's, it's yeah, hard to say. Yeah, um, I believe that this is a full price, um, but it's it's a pretty pen, I think. I like that the section is actually matte um, metal. I, I know I just said I don't like the um, sandblasted finishes. I think the exception is on the, the grip section. Mm. Unfortunately, it has the... Um, the sandblasted metal even on the rest of the trims, but, you know, Shogunai. If it were not the fat trim, I think it would look mm. better. Yeah, it's interesting what you said about it being difficult to tell whether it's a large or a slim pen. And we always have the same problem when we're looking at second-hand pens, and that is the main reason why I prefer to buy the, the older Pens with older designs, right? Because you know, if if there's a, if it says 1911 in, in big font, that that's a large size nib, right? Yeah. But you can't really tell with the new newer nibs. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. I'm just not 100 percent sure. And and also the the prices are like it's all over the place nowadays. It, it can be hard to tell from the price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it, it it looks good, and I, I like I like the sandblasted um, section. I wonder how how grippy it is. I think it'll be fairly grippy, but uh, I'll let mm. you know when it comes tomorrow. Sounds good. And then uh, lastly, we have um, we have the new IG ink. Yeah, so this is this is an, an Eric and Mart collaboration, and we both assumed that that this was an Iron Gold ink made by by Gary, which we talked about a lot in previous episodes. So so I, I asked Gary on I, I replied to that Twitter thread and I asked Gary, you know, did you have anything to do with this? And and uh, and he said no, and that was a big surprise to me. Yeah, um, which leads me to the question: Okay, then who is making it? And there is kind of an answer here, right? Yeah, it sounds to me like I mean, I would. I mean, it's it's not unthinkable that that Mart 
there is a, he, he tends to experiment with a little bit of everything so this, this might be something he did uh, another possibility which we discussed was tone and limbs but the, then if that was the case I would have expected to see more tone and limbs iron gallings at once yeah uh, I don't think it's tone and limbs because the packaging is not the same right mm. and specifically uh, Eric on Instagram uh, said that it's created by just them two. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what this IG ink is like. Um, but honestly, I'm not running out of the door for it. I, I want to try it, but if it's not Gary, then then I will be more hesitant to, to use it in a nice pen because yeah. it, it probably takes skills to do a, a safe and good iron gold ink. And uh, if someone has, has done it before, then then it will, it will probably go in a, in a Jinhao rather than in a, in a Mickey. <laughs> but um, we want him to make a... Uh a nib for us uh sorry not a nib an ink for us that would be that would be great that would be great yeah Yeah, we we should we should keep keep asking him yeah okay so i think uh that's it for at least from my side um anything from your side no that that's that's pretty much it all right then in that case i think that brings us to the end of this episode um as usual Uh, We already said in the beginning, rate, review, subscribe. But more importantly, tell a friend, make it an Instagram story, talk about it on Reddit, talk about it on FPN, talk about it on FP Geeks. Um, Wherever you talk about fountain pens, make sure if there are people who love Japanese fountain pens, drop them a message, say, hey, there's this podcast. Um, It's run by these two guys who live in Tokyo, and they bring you news about Japanese pens uh, from Tokyo on location. And that would really, really help us uh, grow. Um, word of mouth is easily the uh, best way to get the podcast out there. Um, so we really, really rely on every single one of you to help us out. Thank you so yeah. much. Um, my name is CY. You can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com. You can find me on Instagram at tokyostationpens. And you can find me on Twitter uh, at tokyostationmnh. And my name is Jacob. I am Fudafan on Instagram and on Twitter and have a blog at Fudafan.com. Alright, see you next time. Bye bye.